Welcome back to another episode of Starting Blank. This is season four, new season, new guests, new content coming at you every single day. So a few days ago, I really asked myself, how will I produce 40 more pieces of content by the end of the year, 40 more podcasts to keep up with my 90 podcasts in 90 days. I, I want to get creative for you guys. I want to uh, keep adding value in any way possible, but not be repetitive. So I came up with uh, a new theme, I suppose, to invite random people onto my show to ask me questions. So this is the second part of that series. On today's episode, I have Eric Clark on to uh, ask me all about content creation and how do I differentiate creating personal content versus business content and where do I see the overlap in social media. So really hope you enjoy this episode. If anything stands out to you, please make sure to share it with a friend and on to the episode. My name is Eric Clark. I'm in Wisconsin, uh, specifically Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. So for those that aren't from here, good luck saying that. Um, my job, uh, by day, I work for a technology company called SwickTech out of New Berlin, Wisconsin. And then by night, uh, I'm a tech founder in the outdoor industry. I've uh, founded a GPS hunting app for whitetail hunters. I also run a uh, hunting podcast that's the national radio show that takes like live listener calls and um, I also started my own uh, micro content marketing agency. So we're doing kind of like the Gary Vee content model as a service for a lot of like influencers and businesses and entrepreneurs. So that's uh, the job, I guess. Awesome. I, I love it. We, we can definitely align on that. Yeah. So uh, staying busy and looking forward to a bit of a break for the holiday, <laughs> the holiday season here. Um, you know, a question that I have for you, I'm for the last three-ish years, I've been kind of toying with the idea of starting a podcast that's not for hunting. Um, I've been doing that one for almost 10 years, which is crazy. And it's evolved and grown and, and taken a lot of uh, fun shapes along the way. But I haven't, you know, done one for the business community. Um, and so I'm trying to kind of find this balance between um, telling some sort of personal narrative and story and mixing that in with kind of like what Gary Vee says, the thank you economy, give, 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 right? So uh, finding where that value is also um, and facilitating those types of conversations. So specifically when I ask about personal story, I have a very interesting personal story. And every time I tell it to someone, which isn't very many people, um, they say, oh my God, you should tell this story. And I'm like, well, you know, I have so many hats that I wear. I don't want to disrupt my day job per se by telling this other super personal story um, about kind of my background and upbringing. Um, but I feel like I kind of should because it can help people. So that's where I'm stuck right now. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll kind of take this two ways. Do you feel comfortable sharing the story if, if you want to? Obviously, absolutely no pressure. Um, if you, if you want to keep that, um, kind of keep that to yourself, I think it might be valuable for people to hear um, maybe at like a 20,000 foot view of what that story may look like. Yeah, I don't mind. I'm very comfortable. Um, I, I think authenticity is greater than most everything in today's day and age. So I value that. And that's part of like what I want to put out into the world is just being authentic and true to yourself. So um, the story actually for the first time told it to a public audience. I told it to the uh, Oconomowoc School District administrative staff. Um, they're 
kind of dealing with a, a small bat of like a homeless population issue. I didn't realize that we even had a homeless population issue in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, in Lake Country, um, but there is. And I, uh, for a time in my life, grew up homeless as a kid. So nothing to do with me. And like I said, nothing to do with any of the choices I made, but I lived it. And so like bouncing around in a car and motels and the fasting part is nobody um, knew. Nobody, not teachers, not family, not relatives, not friends, not um, anyone. Because <laughs> if social workers were to have found out, then I would have taken away from my, my mom. And so that would have been perceived as bad, you know, as a young, as a young kid. So I, I hate it from everybody. And, you know, when I was speaking to the district here about that, um, I thought, you know, you probably don't even know about some of the kids that are homeless because they aren't going to tell you. So what things can you look for? And I talked a lot about like, you know, what I'd gone through and what that was like and maybe some signs. So that particular story has kind of read me into this overly ambitious person that can't seem to stop. And I think part of that is because I may be running away from uh, a bit of that lifestyle and want to make sure I have two kids. They're three and one. And I want to make sure that they don't ever even come close to experiencing what that was like. So I find myself doing more than I need to do all the time and staying overly busy um, to earn an income and, and a lifestyle that, you know, will make sure I never go back to that uh, because I, if given a choice, don't want to do that. So I guess that's a bit of the story or some of the narrative and some of the high level 20,000 foot overview. Yeah, well, number one, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for opening up about that. And that is, that's crazy. And I, I can only imagine the the lessons learned you, you've gone through and experiences you've had that's unique to your to yourself and the the people that are that are around you so i think that's a super super interesting play um and again i i, I don't want to switch the conversation too fast and say oh here's how you can make content uh, out of it <laughs> but it, it definitely sounds like you have a good grasp on okay this was this was my life i'm going to i'm going to change it and i i can already um tell there's so many kind of small lessons learned along the way of how how have you pivoted in that time and i i guess i assume it's it wasn't always this maybe easy for you to come out and say hey this was my past this is what i what i've gone through and there's definitely a lot of healing and growing in that in that process of being comfortable with your own past so um as far as the conversation between like thank you economy uh content model of hey bring value bring value bring value in business um especially on linkedin that's kind of punched down everyone's throats on hey you need to bring value but what does that actually look like um but then also the the authentic you you your personal stories who who is eric um and, and all of your hobbies and there's kind of a divide there and I, I definitely lean more towards, hey, expose who, who you are, who Eric is. You're, um, you're, you're, you like hunting and um, you have that podcast and you've been doing it for a decade, uh, 10 plus years, which is, which is crazy. But then you also have crazy life experiences like that. So I'm, I'm such a huge fan of blending both of those into business. I think right now we're seeing um, less of a divide between the two especially especially now 2020 is is a crazy year so i think we're seeing more and more quote-unquote business content mm -hmm. being blended into personal and vice versa more personal and business life is being blended everyone's working from home everyone's wearing sweatpants to work with a button-up shirt um and, yeah, and, it's, on, and it's great <laughs> right it's it's becoming almost more acceptable to show more behind the scenes of your life so 
I think I think it'd be super interesting if you found a way to kind of blend the two and not have to completely separate the two and say, hey, this is this is me. This is this is my brand. I'm I'm Eric, and this is everything I stand for. Business, business, hunting, uh, past experiences, everything combined. So I I personally love that take, um, and I, I definitely try to kind of loop in personal stories and personal experiences into my kind of business world and entrepreneurship world as well. That's awesome. No, that's good to hear. And I, um, the kind of whole preface of 2020 and, and business literally seeping into people's homes and like getting a view into their homes through their webcams um, as all these meetings have happened and, you know, everyone wearing sweatpants and, and things like that. Um, I think the timing of it probably is right from that perspective for sure. And as far as the comfortability, like the biggest fear I have about it is honestly, I'm not looking to tell anybody that for a sympathy card. I, I don't want that at all. I just feel like it, it's part of my like fabric of who I am and how I operate. And I think that's a big part of my why when you know, people say, Simon Sinek starts with why. Like, what is your why? I think that's my why if I had to really think about it. And I can't control that either. It's not like I have some grand plan. It just is part of my why. So um, yeah, that's, that's fascinating. Thank you. Of course, of course. And that's, that's the beautiful thing is that's like, you don't need to have your, your why etched in stone right next to your, <laughs> next to your bed and say, I, I need to live by this every single day. It's like, that's the beauty of being a human that, that why changes as we, as we evolve, as we grow, as we experience more things in life. I would imagine your quote unquote why was different when you were 15 years old or five years old, or you know, you know what I mean? So that's a, it's a, um, Ever, everlasting change and an everlasting cycle for sure.